0: All right, good morning. I speak the name of Jesus over you. I was there at chapel on Wednesday morning when it all happened. I don't really know what we would call it. So people are calling it like revival, or renewal, maybe like an outpouring. I speak the name because it's all that I- I
1: witnessed students there worshiping in a really unique way.
0: Students are just pouring their hearts out and just really like talking to God. I pray for your feeling? The circumstances would change. How prayed that the fear inside would flee in Jesus
2: was calling their friends to be like you need to experience this goodness i
1: got a text to come to chapel and bring friends
2: my friend texted me telling me to come to hughes right that moment i went and i felt like that was god trying to tell me something that look what you've been missing out on and you've been hurt for a really long time and it's time to come back it's time to come back
0: awesome. there was just so much peace in that room Every promise he's faithful to keep gratifying speak the name no brave could ever
1: I've experienced a lot of healing, a lot of chains being broken.
0: And healing. A true revival
1: of my soul. It's not about us. Asbury is just a place that the Holy Spirit chose, and we're being just witnesses and vessels to what He's doing.
0: Hughes Auditorium to experience this. God is not only at Hughes, God is everywhere else. You can worship him everywhere else. You can feel his presence everywhere else. He
1: is God of every single place. And it's cool that he's showing up here in a really powerful
0: way. But he can show up anywhere in a really powerful way and he'll meet you right where you're at.
3: Amen. Would you stand with me today? Could you go ahead and play? I'm going to pray, and I wanted to um, just take a moment before we get going today to make sure your hearts are ready. I mean, my heart's ready already. (laughs) Maybe your hearts are ready, but you know, sometimes it takes two or three songs to do that, and we're not going to do that. We're not waiting for that. I want you to bow your heads with me for a minute. Lord, we just thank you for this time together. We thank you for your presence. We know that you've been here and that you have been with us all week, because where we go, you go. But Lord, we're so hungry for more of you. We're so hungry for more of your spirit, more of your presence. If you feel comfortable, just kind of put your hands in front of you and just kind of like you're surrendering, like here, here you go, God. This is me. This is who I am. I need more of you today. I release any inhibitions, and I say, Jesus, would you move in my heart today? Would you speak to me? Would you speak to me today? I want to touch your heart. I want you to be glorified through my worship today. Even under your breath or even in a whisper, could you just tell Jesus what's in your heart right now? Jesus, I love you jesus i worship you we give you place in this room though we surrender our hearts we surrender our agendas and we give you place in this room hallelujah hallelujah thank you jesus we worship you today we worship you today thank you jesus A
0: hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. I'll raise and I'll raise a hallelujah louder than the. is a melody start a revival God, I'll praise a hallelujah heaven come down heaven comes to fight for me let's sing that together, I'm gonna sing and I'm gonna sing yeah, in the middle of the storm louder and louder, you're gonna hear Raises a roar and up from the in your love today, oh, the chasm, the chasm is far too wide, I I never thought I'd reach the other side, your love. Tôi Thank you that you're on our side. You make all things work together for my good. In the darkest night, you bring hope. You bring light. All things work together for my good. Oh, you make, you make all things work together for my good. You stay the same.
3: seated we're going to do some more worship in a little bit but just for a moment just sit in God's presence we sit aside the weeks we've had, we set aside some of our burdens, we set aside some of our thoughts, some of our worries, we put them aside, it's hard to say all things work together for good, but we even try to declare that in those times where things haven't gone the way we expect them to do, we trust that your presence is with us, you're, you're doing something. You're always working something. Mm-hmm. Could you guys? You could all just go seated, except for Jared. Would you stay? Mm-hmm. Would you just hold whatever that is that um, you're looking for from Jesus today, and say, Jesus, I wanna, I wanna hear you today. I wanna hear what you have to speak to me today. Maybe, maybe you're just, um, there's nothing there. You feel you feel tired. You feel run down. You feel dry. And you say, I don't even have a necessarily even a hunger for Jesus. That's very valid. I don't have a hunger for Jesus. I, I have enough going on. I don't have a hunger. Would you ask Jesus, give me a hunger, hunger for you again. Would you rekindle some things in my heart? I see a picture of of like a you know a fireplace I'm really bad at making fires and I'll throw in like a, a piece of paper and then I'll throw in a newspaper then I'll throw in a box and it st- it stays going but then it goes out because I don't have any real stuff in there A kin- kindling I think the word is would you ask God to just light that kindling so that it's that there's something lit so anything that goes in that fire is gonna catch would you d- would you just do something new, something deep in me today, Jesus? We're gonna have some more worship perhaps later on, but w- I want to do things different today because we have a special uh, couple with us today, and um, I was thinking about it earlier, and I even got tr- I'm not probably gonna get choked up now, but I was thinking about just when i heard your voice when you came in the room when you when you came i just i went all the way back to not that you're that old but i went all the way back to as a kid hearing you speak and um, i remember one time he came uh, kelly and steve came to our church and um, pointed me out as a skinny little kid and and gave me just the perfect the perfect um, bible verse for my life i still remember it have it in my in my journal, and it's always been there. I, I've talked to a number of you, Kimber, and different ones who ha- had that same thing has happened to you. Man, you are old. I appa- apparently. <laughs> Stephen, Stephen Kelly are the the most humble people you'll ever meet. So humble. Been pastors for 40 years, at different places. One in particular that Cynthia and I were at w- as youth pastors, Parsons, Kansas. Um, one of the the best church in town. Amazing. Place amazing people, and um, he does not want me to go into a whole bio about him. But he, um, what I love the most is um, his humility, he just has humility, and he has the spirit of God with him. And like I said, just when I heard his voice, I remember him speaking at camp, and it just brought it all back. It was so nice. And um, I just want to honor you guys for being so faithful to the Lord for so long and looking so young. Still at the same time, um, I hope this is just the beginning of other times where you come. They're pastors in Hayes, Kansas, so they have responsibilities, but I hope you'll come back even after today. Know that whatever you don't share today, you can share next time, okay? (laughs) Um, We're just going to go right into it. Would you welcome Steve um, Schultz? Kelly, would you stand? getting the stuff out of the way in case you want to walk around or you can stay down you there wherever you want to be. Here? You can stand wherever I'll start you down want. Here, okay? My brother, my okay. brother. Amen, all right. pastor.
1: All right. Thanks. Do you
3: right. want a podium?
1: Uh, eventually. Okay. Yeah. Wow. It's great to be here with all of you today and uh, see some familiar faces that we haven't seen for a while. Now I got to get this right because he told me when I refer to him to call. Let me get What he wrote down here. He said, call him Reverend Dr. Pastor Stephen. Okay. So that's a long title, but Reverend, it's so good to be with you, Reverend Dr. Pastor. Okay. All right, dude. You know, and, and what's so fun about this, and, and I want to make a compliment too, because we have known each other for quite a while. And going all the way back to your mom and dad's church in St. Charles, Missouri, to Camp Palm de for years. Um uh, and I, I excuse me, but I, I cry a lot too, so but that's just me. But uh one thing that I've never said before, but what he's done for us is because when you, you're in ministry and just life, general, uh, what he's always done for us is he's always made me laugh. And times when when it's hard and you just need to laugh, I, I got to laugh. And that's just been the best medicine for me that Steve's given to me, oh excuse me, Reverend Doctor Pastor has given to me. So, but so I just thank you for that. You know, so many good times of just laughing, and that is just such needed in life, in li- all of our lives, but in my life necessarily too. So, so so for years we uh, uh, hung out at Camp Palm de Terre. Have you ever heard him talk about Camp Palm de Terre? Yeah, okay. So that was where we grew up at, you know, uh, for years. And then later on in my life, as I pastored in Parsons, Kansas, I was asked to be the chairman of the board of directors of Camp Palm de Terre for years, keep the camp going and everything like that. And it was a great, it's a wonderful place. And every time I drive on Camp Palm de Terre, you just feel good because of all the good things that happened there. Um, So so, um, now the camp has been sold and now it's called Camp Hebron. But uh, as I was the last chairman of the board of directors, you know, I thought, gosh, we, I got to do one official last act. And I thought, I got the perfect thing I'm going to do, okay? And it's, uh, we're, we're going to officially give an award away. Oh, you, you can sit down. I'm just going to ramble for a while, okay? But uh, on behalf of the board of directors of Camp Palme De Terre. Uh, Would you come up here, Reverend Pastor, Doctor? We wanted to give a Lifetime Achievement Award to Reverend Dr. Pastor Steve here, okay? Thank you. There you go, all right? (laughs) Just had to have a little fun today, too. All right. Well, again, great to be with you. Um, And, you know, this is an amazing day and hour we're living in. You know, there's so much going on, and I could tell you lots of testimonies of what God's doing in lots of places, uh, but, but it's, what's thing, it's happening everywhere, you know, and that's the neat thing is that God is not limited, you know, He's not limited to just Wilmore, Kentucky, you know, uh, it's just, it's, it's going on everywhere, and that's so exciting to see and be a part of in this day and hour. So I, uh, when we talked about being here today it was just really quick that I felt like the Lord told me a little thing to just talk about. So I want to just talk to you about one little passage of scripture, give you some things in it that I see important for this day and hour of our lives. Um, So I'm going to ask you a question. How many of you uh, have an example in your life, a person example that you follow after, or maybe I could say a role model, somebody that you look up to in your life that you pattern your life after? Anybody? Okay, that's good, you know, because I think that's important. And uh, especially in this day and hour because there's a lot of things you don't want to pattern your life after, or people especially. So that's a good thing. You know, um, uh, I uh, uh, just some little funny thoughts concerning this. You know, um, being from Kansas, when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, Um, Excuse me for that. But, uh, you know, it's amazing. There are at least two and a half million Patrick Mahomes that live in Kansas now. Because they all wear the shirt. Everybody I see, Patrick Mahomes, there he is right there too. But everybody is following after him now. Of course, you know, and that comes from winning the Super Bowl. And other things, you know, this little guy, he's following after the Jayhawks. And so he's my best friend today too because I'm a Jayhawker, you know. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, I've had people in my life that I've followed were role models to me, too. Take you back a long time. You probably won't even know this name, but I grew up as a basketball player, junior high, high school, basketball, state champions in Nebraska. Um, but there was a basketball player that a lot of you probably don't even know this name, but his name was Pete Maravich. Pistol Pete Maravich, okay? Now, I just thought he was, he was amazing because he did things before other people ever did things, you know? And my coach used to yell at me all the time for uh, trying to imitate him. You know, like we'd be on a fast break and going down like this, and I just loved to throw the pass behind my back. And he'd say, Schultz! You know, you know yeah, well, he did, just do it like you're supposed to do it. But I, I love doing it like that, and that's what Pete did all the time. And, but what I got from him also was he had a unique way of dressing, addressing like no other basketball player did. He Basically, he invented what was called the floppy socks. And he had these floppy socks that he, everybody was wearing socks up to their knees, you know, but not Pete, that down, he just punched them all down to the bottom. I said, I'm going to do that, you know. So I did that all of my career, junior high, high school, floppy socks, down on the ground. Well, it didn't get me anywhere. <laughs> I didn't get a scholarship or anything, but I looked good, you know. <laughs> I looked like Pete, and that made me excited. Well, then I went to Oral Roberts University, and I knew that God had a call in my life. And as we began in ministry, we traveled, and we had the privilege of traveling the world, really, because we've been outside the country a lot of times, 17 years of doing that. And, and so I had an idea as a freshman in college. And one thing that I got to do at Oral Roberts University is observe. Observe a lot of different special speakers. And what was special is, is we kind of got a glimpse of the best of the best. I mean, you know, here I, I get there, here I'm a freshman, and here, here you get people, and you might not know any of these names, but people like Teal Osborne and, and John Osteen and all of these people, they were amazing speakers. And I said, wow, I'm getting to hear them. But then I thought, you know, I'm going to do this too, what they're doing. And I started to say, so I got to watch them and observe what they do." What I come to find out is they all wore their hair the same way. Yeah, it was very common back in the 70s and early 80s, they just slicked their hair back like this too. And I'll tell you, in college, I had hair, okay? So I went, I got some gel, and I went like this. And boy, I said, okay, I'm ready to go now. Let me go, let me start. And so here I was like this. And again, it didn't do me any good. And in fact, here's how I ended up, you know? <laughs> but that's okay. But, uh, but in following people, what it's all come down to in my life and the biggest lesson that I've learned in my life is I do need a role model. I do need somebody to pattern my life after. I do need somebody to follow in their footsteps. And when I thought through everything and everybody out there that I could look up to and mentor, be mentored by, it all came back to the best one to follow is Jesus. And I don't think that we grasp that enough in this day and hour that because he's our Savior, he's our Lord, he's God. But yet, he lived life here for a reason. I mean, it was not accident that he came and lived on earth for all those years. But he came here to pattern his life so that we could see, here's how I want you to live life. Live it like I did. And so I've taken that to heart and I, I try to live my life by following him. And I want to take you to a portion of scripture in Luke chapter 4. So, so remember the little bracelets that were real popular. What would Jesus do? Okay? Great, great message. But I think a little my personal one is how would Jesus be is another one. Because I think like this, how would he respond? How would he say it? How would he help? How would he make a difference? Because that's important to me. You know, I just don't want a concept up here of, well, this is what Jesus would do. No. How exactly would he do it? Because he had it down. He knew how to do things and when to say things and how to go about it and what difference to make it every time he was in a certain situation. And that says a lot to me. So Luke chapter 4, and this is a story I know you've heard before. Uh, Jesus had just been baptized, and right away, here we go. Here's what it says. Jesus, Luke chapter 4, verse 1, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan And was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where for forty days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall never live on bread alone. The devil led him up to a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I will give you all their authority and splendor. It has been given to me, and I can give it to anyone I want to. If you worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered again, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The devil led him to Jerusalem, had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, Throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. Jesus answered again, It is said, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished all this tempting, he left him until an opportune time. So, Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. And news about him spread through the whole countryside. He was teaching in their synagogues, and everyone praised him. Okay? So let me pray now. Lord, as we just look at this portion of Scripture for a moment, just enlighten us concerning what you want us to see and grasp from this that would greatly benefit our lives in this day and hour. I'm thankful for this now, And let it make a difference in each one of our lives today, in Jesus' name, amen. Now, I've heard this a lot of times down through the years, that when we look at an example of Jesus and say, hey, you should do this, people will say, that was Jesus, though. You know, he was God. And I'm not saying this derogatory, but so what? Because he said, follow my example. Follow me is what he told us he's encouraged us time and time again to watch me do what I do, follow after me, be who I was and he's called and we call ourselves Christians today, which really still does mean christ like and when I look around at times I say where are all the christ like people at because we don't see it and now here he shows us three things here I want to look at this morning that maybe should be a part of our lives, all right? Uh, So it starts off, the three things are this. Jesus was full of the Spirit, it told us that. He was led by the Spirit, it told us that. And he walked about in the power of the Spirit. Okay, so here we go. Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit. And it just brings up a simple question. What are you full of today? Hmm? Yeah? What are you full of? My mom was really good about saying this to me all the time because I would joke with her and tease her a lot. And she even she said, Stephen, you're full baloney. <laughs> I heard that lots of times in my lifetime. Other times, you know, you hear that you're full of beans. But I want you to really think about it. What are you full of today? Maybe you went out last night and had some bean burritos and you're full today. <laughs> Hopefully not. But, you know, that's a real question to ask about our spiritual life. What, do you, what are you full of? Jesus said in John 10.10, 10, I have come that you might have life and have it to the full. Okay, so fullness is a theme of his that he wants for us. So What are you full of? In uh, Acts chapter 7, verse 54 and 55, it tells us of Stephen's life. The Sanhedrin was furious with him and began to stone him. And verse 55 tells us, but Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Well, that's a whole other story in itself right there. But here's Stephen, had stood up for the gospel, and now he was being stoned for doing that. And here he still was, characteristic of his, full of the Holy Spirit. In Acts 11, 24, it tells us about Barnabas. He was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit, and faith, and a great number of people were brought to the Lord from Him. Again, what are you full of today? In Ephesians five eighteen, the Apostle Paul encourages us to be filled with the Spirit, and the Greek word means to be filled and keep on being filled. I think that in the course of our Christian walk, maybe even on a daily basis, that we need to check ourselves and see what you're full of. I've always used this example in my life of uh, and maybe you don't identify with this, but it makes a lot of sense to me that God's given me a dipstick and I just need to pull it out maybe every day and see what I'm full of. How full I am. Because I think so often in life it's real easy for us because of what we do, what we deal with, go through Challenges in life, you know, our diptychs might say, oh, you're a quart low. You're half full. It's, it's dry. I was in college, and one night, late at night, me and my roommate were there, and we get a phone call and get a call from a, a girl on our sister floor. And she says, can you guys come help me? And she was crying. My car Stopped. So we took off, went down there, and she was stuck on I-44 in Tulsa. car was just dead. So we got out to look at the situation. Not that we were mechanics, but we looked. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, so, so I just got the bright idea. The hood was up. I said, I'm going to pull out her dipstick. It was bone dry. And that's why her car had locked up because there was nothing in there to make it function. And I'll never forget that because of what it said to me about life today. You know, it's real easy to let your levels go down and low. And, you know, poor girl, she didn't have a clue about her car, even where the dipstick was, you know, and then that's what happened. But it always reminds me that I need to check myself. I just need to just, just keep going and, oh, it'll work out and all the kind of stuff. Hey, check, what are you full of? Because it's my desire in my life to be full of the Spirit, but but you know it, you know we can wait for things to happen. Oh, I'm waiting for a, a, a this or that or that. No, no, you, you just do it yourself. Yeah. You know, check where you're at. Maybe oh, okay, I need some more. Get to it then, because there's all the things out there for you to fill yourself back up with the Holy Spirit by what you do in your life, your worship time, your prayer time, your reading of the Word, and all those things, and your fellowshipping with one another. But it comes back to this, Jesus, as he began his life, he began his earthly ministry, he did it full of the Spirit of God. And it just says to me, that's the way I need to be. Uh, In uh, Luke chapter 6, Jesus speaking of a tree and its fruit, it says this, no good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. We need to be full of the Holy Spirit. Every day of our lives, following Jesus' footsteps. That's the way he was. And then the second one says this. Jesus then was led by the Spirit. Our text, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit to the wilderness, to the desert. Now, I think you can kind of figure this out, but it's you better be led by the Spirit if you are going to the wilderness. You know, like if we'd have a little example up here, say okay, here's door number one, okay, here's door number two, and door number three, let's play let's make a deal, okay, so, so, you know, behind door number one, here is an all expense paid trip to the Caribbean, seven days, seven nights, all the food you want to eat, and all the fun you want to have, door number one, door number two, Well, let's change it up a little bit and let's go on a Mediterranean cruise. You know, 10 days on the Mediterranean, stopping at all the ports and enjoying it. Door number three, the wilderness. Where are you going to choose? Jesus was full. Then he was led by the Spirit to the wilderness. So he went there. Because he was led to go there. Because I don't think many of us would choose that. And again, that's a whole other thing. But my example shows me that we always need to be led by the Spirit too. And you think, well, well, that's just important on Sundays maybe. No, it's important every day of our lives. Because every day of our life we have opportunities in front of us to do something for him. And you need to be led by him. Not just going around, oh, I think I'll do this today or I'll go here today and maybe something will happen. No, let the Lord lead you to what he wants you to do. And, and I've, I've tried, and I'm still trying to do that in my life. You know, every day be led, you know. And, and I, I'm, I'm so thankful for a faithful God who wants to lead you too. He wants to guide you in what you do and say in a normal day. You know, I have this happen all the time in my life. You know, like I'm driving down the road and, 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 so, and it was just like the Lord will say, hey, t- take a left here and go see this person. Or, or I'm sitting at my desk and the Lord will just prompt me and lead me to call this person. One time I called this person and it didn't, he didn't answer. I texted him and, and I said, hey, I really want you to come to men's group tonight because it's going to be great you need to come. Well, he came that night and he started crying when we started talking because he said, Pastor Steve, when you texted me this afternoon, I was ready to kill myself. Wow. How did all that happen? Because the Spirit led in doing that. That's what Jesus did. That's what he wants us to do is to lead us. Romans uh, 8.14 says, those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. And then, of course, the great example of a 23rd Psalm talks about how he leads us. And boy, how we need that in our life. Jesus was led by the Spirit. So here are two things from our example. My role model, Jesus, full of the Spirit, led by the Spirit in living of his daily life. And then it finishes and says, Jesus walked in the power... Of the Spirit, Luke four fourteen, Jesus returned to Galilee after being to the wilderness, in the power of the Spirit, and news of him spread through the whole countryside. And this is not a prescription for us to okay be big-headed or anything like that. You know, Patrick said, okay, you, you were full and you were led, and now you're walking into power. Good for you. No. This is supposed to be humbly following in the footsteps of Jesus, and that's what he did. Acts 1.8 tells us, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses. And that's it right there. This power that we have, it's not to showcase yourself, put you up on a pedestal and say, hey, I got the power of God, whoa. No, it's for you to just use that power to touch and influence someone else's life. You know, I do things in my normal daily life. You know, I, I do. Uh, I, I exercise. I try to work out. But you know, it's cold in Kansas in the wintertime sometimes, so I go to the gym. And in the winter times, most of the time, I just run on a treadmill. And, and I, 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 have to, I have to do that to take care of myself. Say, well, okay, what am I here for, though? Yeah, I came here to exercise. But at the same time, I want to be led by the Spirit here and touch whoever's life the Lord leads me to. So just a couple weeks ago was a Friday. I got done with my run. I was all sweaty and stuff. And the little gal that's a, that's a physical trainer there, she was sitting on a stool over there. And I've met her before. And I went over and I said, how you doing? She said, oh, not too bad. And so I just invited her to church. Hey, here's a pamphlet. Why don't you come to church tomorrow? She came Sunday, and she's been there every Sunday since, and God's working in her life. And I talked to her this week when I went and ran. She said, this is the greatest thing I've been a part of. I love it. And it it all happened because of an openness to him and to being able to, ready to do whatever he tells me to do in my life. And we all know these scriptures, uh, the Great Commission, uh, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go then and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them and teaching them. And lastly, Mark 16, and these signs will accompany those who believe. And we've heard that for years. Whoa, what a great scripture, these signs. Is there anything following you? There should be because we're full, we're led, and we're walking with the equipping power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. That's, that's what Jesus shows me. He's my example. And boy, do I want to follow after that. I want, hey, I'm, I'm okay in saying this. I want to be like Jesus. You know, I want to be a vessel that he works through. I sang that song growing up, I want to be more like you. I still do, because I still haven't gotten there. I got a long ways to go. But I work at it, full, led, walking in the power. That's what my example shows me. And that's what he wants to see from all of us in our lives. Oh, that was good. Great message. Not for me, though. I pray that it is for you, because it is for you. It's his word for each one of us right now. Because what are we here for? What are we here in Colorado Springs for? In February 26th of 2023, what are we here for? Oh, do we enjoy the scenery. Yeah, it's nice. We've enjoyed it the last couple days. It's beautiful. Seeing Pike's Peak out of our motel room window. Woo, great. I'm not here just for that. I'm here to be a difference maker. I want to touch someone else's life by the, being led by the Spirit. So I challenge you in that. Take that seriously. When you go out tomorrow, wherever you got to go, to work or school or whatever it might be, hey, how can I do something different? How can I make a difference tomorrow in touching someone else's life? That's why we're here. And you know, it's great, the move of God that's going on around the world. And it is around the world. And that's great. But now that is being, we're being challenged in that to take that to the streets. And in that, that's what we do. We, we get to touch someone else's life. Okay. So, Lord, thank you for this. And, hey, if the worship want to come back up, that'd be great. Thank you just for a little challenge this morning. And I hope that all of us could say, yes, we want this. We want to follow after your example. We want to be full of the Spirit daily. We want to be led by the Spirit daily. And we want to walk in the power of the Spirit daily so that we can follow in your footsteps. And yes, we can be what the Word says, Christian. And we can be Christ-like every day of our lives. So thank you for this today, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. So if we can just worship a little bit, it would be great, all
0: right? Feel free to stand or sit, whatever's comfortable for you guys. and all the saints and all the saints and angels they bow before your throne and all the elders cast their crowns before the Lamb of God and say You're worthy of it all, oh, you're worthy, you're worthy of it all, for from you are all things, and to you are all things, you deserve the glory, oh, you're worthy, you're worthy of it all surrender to you, God, and you're worthy of it all, for from you are all things, and to you are all things, and you deserve the glory, all the saints, and all the saints, They bow before your throne And all the elders cast Their crowns before the Lamb of God And say, you're worthy of it all We give you the glory, God You're worthy of it all There's no one like you, Jesus, for from you are all things, and to you are all things. You deserve the glory. Oh, you're worthy, God, you're worthy of it all. There's no one like you, God, you're worthy of it all. From you are all things, and to you are all things, and you deserve the glory. So, oh, let our praise be an incense. Night and day, let incense so, We praise you, God Day and night, night and day Let incense arise Day and night, night and day Let incense arise Day and night, night and day Let incense arise Day and night, night and day, let it sink. You're worthy of it all. Oh, we magnify your name, God. You're worthy of it all. Oh, glory to you, Jesus. For from you are all things, and to you are all things, and you deserve the glory. Praise your name, God. You're worthy of it all. Oh, bring revival, Jesus. You're worthy of it all. We praise you, God, for from you are all things, and to you are all things. You deserve.
1: okay, um, you guys hang with me, and, and go ahead, and be seated, and I'll, let me just explain, and then we'll just have a little fun, go back and forth, okay? So when I was called to the ministry, am I on still? Yeah, I'm good, okay. Um, how the Lord called me is he gave me a very clear picture of how we were going to do this. And so I saw it as an example, and and then and then what he said to me is, okay, we're just going to have times like this. We're going to walk around, and we're just going to give words to people. And, and I, I, I said, okay, you know, I saw it before my eyes. I had it happen to me in that instance. And so what I've had to do in my life is just what I've talked about. i got to be full, and then i got to be led, and then i got to do what he says to do, and that's it. So I've committed that my life to that. It's just that. And and I won't do. I don't ever want to do anything that he doesn't want me to do. And I've been in a lot of services before where where um where where you'll you'll find this out probably that when I when he's done, I know I'm done, and I'll just go sit down because I can't do anything without him. I know that. And so that so just hold on and and we'll see. I'm gonna start. Can I just talk to you for a minute? You okay? Okay. So so I think um. I think I want to just say to you that the Lord has put in you a real sensitivity to Him, okay? And so with that now, I want you to hear this scripture. Isaiah 50, verse 4 says, The Sovereign Lord has given you an instructed tongue to know the word that sustains the weary. He awakened you during the night, morning by morning, wakens your ear to listen like one being taught. And then with that, Isaiah 51, verse 16 says, I have put my words in your mouth and covered you with the shadow of my hand. So with that sensitivity, don't be afraid when he works in you and speaks to you to share that with that person that needs it because it's him that's doing it all. So Lord, thank you for that. And we receive that, Lord. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. This is uh, uh, some scriptures for you, okay? Uh, And and I'll tell you, Kelly's going to write all these down, okay? So you'll get them, all right? Um, Let me get here. Isaiah 41, verse 13 says, for I am the Lord, your God, who takes hold of your right hand and says, do not fear. I will help you. Isaiah 43, verse 1, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I've called you by name, you're mine. Psalms 4, verse 3, know that the Lord has set apart the godly for himself. The Lord will hear you when you call out to Him. And then Jeremiah 33, call upon me. Call upon me, and I'll answer you. And I'm going to show you some great and mighty things, declares the Lord. Thank you for that, Lord. Thank you for that, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, I'm going to, it's okay, I'm going to do this too. You know, because I, I just kind of have to go with the flow. I, I felt today, very strongly this morning, that, that I just needed to s- just say this. That I, I, I believe that somebody's got some significant damage in one of your knees. Okay? And and I just felt that I need to say that and then just pray for you. So I'm just saying. Would anybody say, I, I need prayer for a knee"? Okay, stand up right where you're at, okay? And we're just going to stretch our hands out toward you. Thank you, Lord. Lord, you see these that have stood? Lord, and we know that you're behind this, and we know that you're able to heal. And we just speak healing to these right now. We stretch our hands toward them and say, it's by your stripes that we're healed today. And we receive healing in these knees right now in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for restoration, Lord God. Thank you for fixing it all to work better, Lord. And we believe that now in Jesus' name. And thank you. Thank you for that, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Oh, go ahead. And then we'll just do it again, okay? Isaiah 58, verse 11 says, The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. And you will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. And Hebrews 6, 15 says, And so after waiting patiently, Abraham received what was promised. And I just want to add to that something you've been believing, waiting for. It's around the corner. Okay? Okay? Now, I haven't officially met you. I'm a point. Okay? Okay? So I should know him, shouldn't I? I should. I met him? I did okay I met you okay so here I go since I met you um, one little scripture but a, a profound Isaiah 30:21 says whether you turn to the right or turn to the left your ears are going to hear that voice behind you saying this is the way walk in it okay? that's the what direction that's the best. Him. And there's lots of distractions on either side out there, but what he says is this is it though. Okay? okay. Amen. 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 So look at all the people in the back back here. How about that? Okay. So so here I can I'm going to tell a little story. So so I was 16 years old, and I I was playing basketball of course. And I came home on Tuesday night from, from basketball practice, and I walked in the door of my house, and my mom said, would you take me to church tonight? And I said, it's Tuesday. No, no, I'm tired, I just had practice, and I really wanna go. And she really wanted to go because we had a guest speaker at our church that night. And it happened to be this prophetic man by the name of Dick Mills. Okay, if you've ever heard of him before. So, so she didn't tell me. She said, I just want to go. So we went to church that night, and when we got there, I walked in and seen some of my friends. They said, hey, Dick Mills is here tonight. And I said, oh, you're kidding me. Because I said, he's that guy that walks around and gives words to people. And, and I said, I don't want any part of that, you know, because it's basketball season, you know. And I didn't want to hear. So, so I, I said, okay, I'm going to sit in the very back corner back there, okay. And, and I sat back there, and I thought, oh, I'm safe back here, you know. So our pastor, he just like he introduced Brother Mills, and Brother Mills came up, and I'd seen him before, and he always would tell a corny joke, you know, at the beginning. He didn't tell a joke. He just he, he, he stood up here for a moment, and then he started to go back like this. And he said, I want the whole back row to come up because I got a word for every one of you. And then he started to give words to all the people in the back row. And I'm the, I'm here, here I am then. I'm the last person standing here, you know, all by myself and my knees are shaking. And I thought, oh, you're going to tell me to stop playing basketball, you know, and this. And and, and he stopped. And and I, I tell you this because it's still, it's so fresh to me. He stopped and he said, he laid his hands upon me and he said, I transfer the mantle of this ministry in your life now. And I'm thinking, I, I, I'm supposed to play basketball. So, yeah. he said, and then he went on and gave me a whole bunch of scriptures about the word and memory you know, and all this. And, and then he said, go. And so that, that's really why I'm here today. It's because of an obedient man that spoke to me in that way. And so I'm just going to tell you, it doesn't do any good to sit in the back row. Just because God is able. I mean, he sure is. That's for sure. So let's go back here and see what we got. No. So just encouragement for you, okay? Tell me your name so Kelly can hear. Julio, okay? Proverbs 3, verse 4 says, Then you will win favor and a good name, in the sight of God and man. okay. 1 Samuel 2.26 And Samuel continued to grow in stature and in favor with the Lord and with man. 1 Samuel 18.14 In everything he did, he had great success because the Lord was with him. So I just want to invite you to allow Him to work in your life and then through your life because His favor's with you and upon you. Okay? And it's not just favor with Him. It tell, it's favor with man. So don't be surprised when people around you have a good response to you because it's God's working. Okay? Up with that? Okay? All right. Great. Amen. how's Well, how's a... How's a Reverend Dr. Pastor doing? You, you okay? Okay. And, and, you know, I want to just encourage you guys too because uh, all of you, Galatians 6.9 says, let us not become weary in doing good. For in due season, you reap a harvest if you don't give up. And I think that we could tell you, you get those thoughts about giving up a lot, but you just hang in there and look what he says. He'll reap a harvest. Okay, okay one more here. Actually, two more. Um, Isaiah 40, 31. For those whose hope is in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. And then 1 Chronicles 4.10. Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm, so that I will be free from pain. So that I will be free from pain. And God granted his Lord I thank you for this wonderful family I'm thankful for what you're doing in their lives but I'm also so thankful for what you're doing through their lives and much more to be done through their lives also and let them always be reminded about that that as they stay strong and steadfast that they're not going to become weary in doing good they're going to reap much benefits in the future. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Can you handle another song? Yeah, sing again. Just sing the same one again if you want. Whatever you want to do.
0: and when the darkness falls it won't prevail for the god i serve knows only how to triumph
1: But how hard it is for so many people to just simply rest these days. Yeah, and then with that is the other aspect of rest: sleep. A couple of weeks ago, I did a little devotional during the week um, on on that because our scripture for the day dealt with that. But do you know that the sleep industry? is a multi-billion dollar industry today. And I'm not against that because I'm thankful for help. I'm thankful for medicines because I wouldn't be alive without certain things. But I'm not against that. But yet so often, we kind of forget that, oh, it's, the battle's his and maybe he has something to say about it. And so I just want to throw this out to you and you can take it if you want. This is free, okay? Is that okay? It's free. Okay, Okay. first of all, you know, when you go to sleep, you know, you got to just shut down. And I always quote this scripture, and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding, it's going to guard my heart and my mind in Christ Jesus. So I commit and I submit myself. my mind, it's peaceful, it's peace, it's peace, it's peace, and then I say these two scriptures, Um, Psalms 4 verse 8 says, I will lie down and sleep in peace for you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. Why would he give us something like that? Because we need it. It doesn't say, I will lie down and toss and turn and and rumble and roar in my tummy, no. I will lie down and sleep in peace for you alone, O Lord. Make me dwell in safety. And when, uh, Proverbs 3.24 says, And when you lie down, you will not be afraid. Your sleep will be sweet. Wow, that sounds like a good prescription, huh? Take that at nighttime before you go to bed. And allow the Lord to help you rest like you need to, to sleep. I will lie down. And sleep in peace, O Lord. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. And when I lie down, I will not be afraid. When I lie down, my sleep will be sweet.
4: Amen. That's
1: good. So Lord, I just pray that that's going to take hold in some people's lives tonight. And that it's going to make a difference. Because just as... Your word made a difference when Jesus was in the wilderness. As He spoke Your word, we can speak Your word as we go to sleep too. Thank You for that, Lord. Thank You for that. I want to. Are you guys a family? Okay. Uh, just a uh, one little scripture. Isaiah 61 verse 7 says instead of your shame my people will receive a double portion and instead of disgrace they're going to rejoice in their inheritance and so they will inherit a double portion in their land and everlasting joys are going to be theirs. Zechariah 9:12 says even now I announce to you that I'm going to restore twice as much to you. What's been robbed, it's going to return in a double portion. And we thank you for that, Lord. In Jesus' name. Pastor, uh, I'm done
3: thank you you know Kimber was given a word um, by you when she was t- like 12 years old and now you come in full circle to, to her family there that's kind of cool the one that you gave that word to I mean, I don't know, 12 years old or something, huh? Mm -hmm. 21. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes. I don't know if he's still in here. Is he still here? No, not still in here? I was going to pray for him. Mm -hmm. Pat, um, you know that we were, are you still okay to, you didn't know this day was going to be this way, huh? you better talk on the microphone and say it. And I asked her to receive the offering today. Not that that's too important with what else is going on, but we're going to do that.
2: Uh-huh. According to the Lord. It is. Okay. So last week, uh, pastor talked about a scripture of the poor widow that gave all she had and the rest of the people gave a part of their riches but uh, jesus said she gave the greater thing and a greater amount even though it was less as far as uh, money was concerned and then chip talked last week also about um, giving a hundred percent or giving of yourself all of yourself and getting a hundred percent return and not necessarily in money but in health and uh, their daughter getting a house and that way. And so I looked up about money scriptures and there are over 2,300 scriptures about wealth, money, and possessions. So must be important to the Lord. But uh, the way it's important to Him is how we use it and its position in our lives. And so the Lord reminded me of this scripture about... Um, you can't serve two masters. Either you love the one or hate the other, or you despise the one and are devoted to the other. And so it says you can't serve God and money. So um, you might say, well, I don't serve money, I serve God. And yet, when we worry and stress over whether our bills are gonna get paid or not, and we find our happiness or our peace of mind in how much money we have, That's going above God. And so I'd like to read a passage from Isaiah. And this is what I'm thinking the Lord gave me. That's so powerful. Um, it refers to fire. It's in Isaiah, and it's re- re- referring to fire and, and water. And my interpretation of the fire and water is the problems and the uh, negative conditions that come into your life, um, worrying about what's going to happen with our children in a world like this, and how much worse it's going to get and all that. And so I'd like to read this. I think it's powerful. From Isaiah 43. And I noticed that you talked about a lot of scriptures from Isaiah Which, bless me. (laughs) Um, This is what the Lord says. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the river, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. You are precious and honored in my sight because I love you. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. So how can we not trust in him? He's telling us how much we mean to him, so he's not going to let us fail. He will be with us to guide and in the future, no matter what happens. Almighty God, let us internalize this scripture to the best of our ability. How much you love and want to care for us. We want to surrender all because you have given us all. Give us wisdom on the use of the money you give us. Thank you for your salvation, Lord, showing us your ultimate love. And you have made us your chosen, favored, and blessed. In Jesus' name, amen.
3: listens closer to the Bible verse after someone like Steve comes up is that for me you know that the whole Bible is for us isn't it the whole Bible I want to pray for a group of people today who who might need healing in your body as we uh, before we leave here today um, I just sense that we can't uh, miss the opportunity when we pray for some with their with their knees Um, maybe you have a need in your body or you want to stand in for someone else we're going to pray for you it's something when when the gifts of the spirit are at work that you sense god's presence more than other times i don't know if you do or not but i've heard the scripture galatians 6 9 i believe it was over my life i mean just just reading it myself and it sometimes it's like yeah, I know. Don't be weary in doing good, you know. But when the Spirit of the Lord is on it, you know there's something special. And the Spirit of God is in this room. Would you stand to your no, don't all stand? Would you stand to your feet if you need a touch in your body today? And you don't need a special verse, but I'll give you a special verse. It's um it's pretty, it's pretty powerful. It's this one. By his wounds we are healed the bible talks about being forgiven and we oh, I'll be forgiven I'll I'll accept that but you know jesus died for our for our, for our sins but he also uh was was crushed and pierced and and ridiculed and uh crucified for our healing that's it's it's, it's it's the word of God. It's not like something way out there. He did this for our healing. Why did you go through all of this? Why did you go through all this? Why didn't you just let them let, let them kill you and be done? But he went through the, the 49, 39 lashes. Most people die from 15, and he went through 39 of these whippings. It was a terrible thing. They put the crown of thorns on his head. Blood poured from him. He almost had nothing left. And then Jesus uh, stayed alive so that he could take upon us his infirmities. Another scripture from Isaiah. Surely he took our sins upon him. He took our infirmities on him. And the punishment that brought us peace was on him. And we believe that today. So we're going to believe for your healing. Or you need to pray for that? Yes, come on up here, sister. This sister, I believe you were healed of a small thing of maybe cancer yes that's a good one so why don't you pray for that
4: okay so my body is like shaking um in the name of the true lord jesus christ of nazareth we stand i hear kidneys brains memory eyes joints livers we stand right now in the name of the true Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, and we stand for healing. We thank you that you are a living God. And I ask that you would come and that you would breathe our breath, Yahweh. is Your breath is in us. And so we ask that you would come and breathe now, through this congregation, through people that have had issues, pain, so much pain their entire life, that you would come and breathe new life and healing into them. In Jesus' name, that kidneys would be healed, livers, that brains, eyes, that they would be able to see and not just see in the physical, but be able to see you and see in the spiritual like never before, that they would be able to hear you and see things and comprehend things in a brand new way and that their physical memory Remembering long-term, remembering now would be restored in the name of the true Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And we thank you for the cross. And we thank you for the power that you have given us in you. In Jesus' name, amen.
3: amen. Would you um, all stand with us? We're going to continue to worship, and I'm going to give you the opportunity to stand to uh i say sneak out you're not really you don't have to sneak out you can leave if you need to if you would like to uh still be prayed for if you just like to come to the altar um there'll be some people in the room that i trust will come and uh you stay in here if you feel like you should minister all right um they'll minister you might even ask i don't know if he'll if he has any more to do but if you could even come to pastor Stephen kelly if you want them to pray for you, they might be, they'll pray for you, I, I would assume. Maybe they won't. Maybe they'll say, no, it's over. If you if you got a word from the Lord today, um, Kelly, Pastor Kelly's written those down for you. So come see her. She doesn't necessarily know who that was, each of you. So you come to her and you tell her what it was and she'll give it to you. Does that sound good? Uh-huh. All right. What are you guys going to say? Go ahead and worship with us. Feel free to stay. Just a sec. Just a sec. I have some housekeeping. Just a second. I have some housekeeping. It doesn't break the spirit. The spirit of God is powerful. Today is a, there's going to be a brunch here for all the seniors if you feel like you're old enough. Uh, you can come. You stay. Juanita's putting that on. Stay around for the brunch if you'd like. Um, re- you can leave real quick and just get back here because it'll happen not too long after. But come alive in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now you go. Now you go. Can you worship with us just for a moment? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We sing, come
0: Alive in the name of Jesus. Come Alive. In the name of Jesus, this is the house of miracles, and we bring everything to the feet of Jesus, everything in the name of Jesus. Everything to the feet of Jesus Everything in the name of Jesus This is a house of And I still believe, I still believe you're moving God, I believe you work in all things for good I fix my eyes, eyes on heaven I